Well, God bless you today. I just want to begin with a prayer as we go into the teaching on the fire of God. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you today, Lord, for the fire, Lord, that you want to give to us. Heavenly Father, and we just pray that you would enlighten us, Lord, and remove all the darkness from our eyes, Lord. Help us to see the truth and the light in your word. Help us, Lord, to see you, to see how powerful you are, God, and to see how much you want us to be like you and walk in the authority you've given us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, well today's Bible teaching is on Matthew chapter 26, verses 30 through 45. Let's turn there. Matthew chapter 26, verse 30 through 45. Let's read. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise said all the disciples. Then comes Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said to the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And he came unto the disciples, and found them asleep, and said unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time, and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, and went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then come he to his disciples, and said unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. This teaching that we're going to be going over here, this is the main text. In verse 30 here, it says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Here, they talk about they all sung a hymn. 
This is important to realize because Jesus thought it was important to sing praises to God. See, most hymns are thanking God for something. See, if Jesus thought it was good to give thanks to God, we should too. God inhabits the praises of his people. If we want to get closer to God, we should praise him. He then draws nigh to us and fills us up with his joy and his peace and his presence. Two other things to look at in this verse is, they sung a hymn together. And this is a group of men singing. You should be able to sing to God with all your friends around. If you can't, why are you with them? Pray about that. Secondly, the group of guys were singing and they were not in a church. When you are hanging out with your friends, your godly friends, you bring the church along in you. And you should be able to have a service with whoever you're with. Let his praises continually be on my lips, David says in the Psalms. You, in order to become a worshiper, should first be thankful. Most songs are geared toward giving God thanks. So if you're a thankful person, you are a worshiper. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You can't get anything out of praise and worship if you're not thankful. That brings me to a question. If you're not thankful, if you don't enjoy worship, if you don't experience the presence of God when you worship, if you're not thankful, are you bitter? If you are bitter, you need to give that to the Lord and praise Him. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, even if you don't understand exactly what's going on. Okay, moving right along. Read verses 31 and 32. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. See, Jesus walked in a close relationship with the Lord. The Lord told him things that were hidden to other people in these verses. In verse 31, he said that he had known what God's will for him was. He knew it clearly. He also had prophecy and words of knowledge frequently throughout his ministry because of the close relationship to him and the Lord. He told them what was going to happen and how they would even react. God is so specific with the gifts that he gives. Gifts of the word of knowledge and prophecy. Jesus said in verse 31 that they are going to be offended because of him. And that God is going to strike the shepherd and the sheep will, will just be scattered. This is a prophecy and a word of knowledge. And throughout his ministry he had these fluent, just flowing. So God is very specific when he talks. Jesus said greater works would we do when he is resurrected. 
Jesus gave gifts of prophecy and so forth to the church abroad. So we too can have this type of revelation and the spiritual knowledge and listening to the Holy Spirit that can happen to us just as it did with Jesus in an everyday situation. Jesus wasn't in the church right here on the platform when he gave this prophecy. He was with them and they had went out to the Mount of Olives and just got through singing a hymn. It's important to have the presence of God just flowing with you. Verse 32 says that after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. The love of God is so evident in this prophecy. He wants us to know. He wanted the disciples to know what he's going to do. He didn't want us to be in the dark. and He didn't want the disciples to be in the dark. That's why he gave the prophecy so they would know, so they would be ready. So they could have hope and look forward to the victory that Jesus was going to experience on the cross. Peter basically told Jesus in verse 33 and so on that he was totally wrong. Peter said, though all men shall be offended of thee, I'll agree with that. I will never be offended of thee. So he's, rebu- he's rebuking Jesus, and this is this is something I want to talk about. You you don't want to do this with a mentor or a guide or a teacher or a pastor or an elder. The Bible talks specifically about it. But here, Peter rebukes Jesus openly, and Jesus, being humble, in verse thirty-four, said unto him, Verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crowed, thou shalt deny me thrice. So Jesus went further into the detailed prophecy about what was going to happen. I remember in the Bible it says, watch out that you judge other people because you can fall into the same sin that you judge them for. When you say, I would never do that, even if that other person does, then you've stepped into pride. Pride goes before the fall. There was rebellion in him telling his authority that he was wrong. That's just something we should never do is rebuke an elder. So, he says, I will never be offended. Verse 35 says, Peter says he would never do that. He would never do what Jesus prophesied. In verse 35, he said, I will die with thee. I will never deny thee. So once again, he's telling Jesus that uh, he missed it. It was a bad prophecy. And uh, he promises he would never do that. Verse 35, Peter says that he's not going to deny Christ. Again, after Jesus gave another prophecy about the, the cock crowing. And it says in the end of verse 35 that all the disciples agreed with him saying that they would never deny Christ. So Jesus, he didn't rebuttal. He saw that they had pride. And with the prophecy he's already giving, there's nothing else anymore that he could give at that point except for to wait on the Lord and allow them to see that he was the true prophet of God. 
but their pride and their works in the flesh and trying to impress Jesus was just overtaking their mind and that's the way pride will do you it will it will blind you pride will blind you from seeing the truth of God this re- this reminds me of an illustration I heard once it says if someone says you're sick and another person agrees with them then you may need to l- just go ahead and lay down because sometimes we can't see what other people see and they see things in us that we have no clue are even there because we're blinded to them so in the future if someone tries to confront you about an issue don't think that they're just out to get you and don't think that they're just trying to be right maybe you should listen and just hear them through and pray about it see this is the thing he tried to tell them but they were too stubborn and their pride blinded them and the warning he gave them they they couldn't even see it so don't be foolish repent when someone cares enough to correct or to warn you so moving right along verse 36 through 39 Jesus says to them sit here while I go and pray and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy verse 38 he said unto them my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death tarry you here and watch with me Verse 39, And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Jesus told the disciples to stay in a certain place, and he pulled three disciples to another location. Before I go on, if you want the fire of God in your life, don't criticize other people's positions. Or complain about where you are at. This will only bring the devil closer to you and push the anointing of God away from you. Let your speech be as honey, not slanderous. Moving right along. In verse 37, Jesus pulled three men away from the others. And he began to be sorrowful and very heavy. He revealed a part of his humanity to them. He was very open to them. And not to the others. Maybe they didn't care about Jesus' feelings. And just followed him for other reasons. But I know this. Jesus told us not to cast our pearls before swine. So don't expect everyone that you share your requests or your feelings with to react in a concerned way. Verse 38. Let me read it here. Jesus said unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Jesus told them he felt sorrowful unto death. He pleaded with them to watch with him. Jesus felt depressed or so overwhelmed he felt like he wanted to die. If you have felt that way, then you need to do what Jesus did. And that is to pray, and to pray hard. He prayed the same prayer, not once, but twice, until he felt God take away his pain, 
and a release. Verse 39 says that he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. This is a remarkable side of Jesus that many ever see. His humanity. He knew God's will, and yet he prayed, if it is possible, let it pass. If not, okay, fine. See, Jesus was still not content to accept the heaviness of the reality that was to come. He got up and found his disciples asleep. In verse 40. And who did he rebuke? He rebuked Peter. Because Peter rallied these guys earlier to agree to him. Peter was the leader and they all agreed with him. We would never deny you. Jesus only asked them to watch and pray. But since it didn't concern them, they just went to sleep. They must have forgotten the Good Samaritan parable. Where you see a brother in need, you help him out to the fullest extent. Verse 41 says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. The fire of God will be all around you as you stay in prayer. Jesus said to stay in prayer. Why? Because of your old man, the flesh. Jesus gives us insight into how to walk in the spirit. And experience the fire of God. First, you must watch and pray. We must be on the constant alert. Looking for the enemy. Our flesh or the devil. To attack us. Whether it be harsh words. Or some lustful or hateful or even greedy thought. We are to watch. And whether we see something or not. We are to pray. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 33 says, I will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed or focused on the Lord. Second, we are to pray. We are to pray without ceasing. Because if we put down our guard and stop praying, then we will just be watching. And watching without praying will eventually lead to sin. I'm going to repeat that. If we stop praying, then we're just going to be watching. And if we're just watching and not praying, that will eventually lead to sin. It reminds me of a spectator. You're just watching. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting down watching it. And it'll be like an air show. The people are on on the ground and they're watching the air show and something goes horribly wrong. And they didn't look far enough ahead to see the plane coming at them and it crashes. And in the past has killed several people. So just watching is not enough. See, prayer is a weapon. When you see something or a temptation, or something God reveals to you that is going to happen, 
This is when your prayer gets violent. You must pray in the Spirit when you don't know how to pray. Let the Holy Spirit pray through you. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You will let the temptation in your mind, and then if you don't fight it, you will eventually sin, because you're going to yield to its power over you. In Romans it says, Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. But if you stop fighting it, then it will overtake you if you become a spectator. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The Amplified Bible says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Be empowered. Get power through your union. Be united. This is a life of prayer. You have no power without drawing power from God. He will empower you. It says draw your strength from Him. The strength which is boundless. That His boundless might provides. I love that. The Lord cannot be bound. He is not someone that is able to be bound or held down. Or nothing, no cords, nothing can restrain the Lord. The Lord cannot be bound. If you draw His strength, you will not be bound. Come on now. If you draw His, His strength, you will not be bound. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Chapter 6, verse 11 through 18. Talks about the armor of God. I want to read it. Put on the whole armor of God. The armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies. That you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and all the deceits of the devil. This is verse 11. Reading from the Amplified. Verse 12. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly, supernaturally sphere. Therefore, put on God's complete armor, that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all, the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand, therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins, and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude, and having a right standing with God, and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, 
and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Lift up over all, covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword that the Spirit wields, which is the word of God, praying at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. Verse 14, stand, hold your ground. Verse 18 says, watch, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Read verse 18 again. It reads, pray at all times on every occasion and every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. I like it in verse 18, it says, pray at all times on every occasion and every season. There's seasons in our lives when we don't feel like we have to pray because everything is going well and God is, God is with us and we feel that we can just do our own thing. This is where the enemy is deceiving us. Is that we are to stay in a constant relationship with God always in every season. Staying serious and focused. Keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance. You have the armor of God and you have the arsenal full of weapons. Use them and be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Moving on. Turn in Matthew chapter 26, verse 42. Jesus went away the second time and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Jesus prayed the second time. Jesus lets go of the future of what is to happen and places it in God's hands. Verse 44 says, He left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. He, he prayed a third time. He finally got peace and returned to the disciples. His hour was to be fulfilled. The betrayal. This is part of having the fire of God. Not getting upset or feeling hopeless when you are betrayed. Because Jesus warned that those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. This is a promise. Do not be easily angered or pull out swords when you are betrayed. But trust in God. We don't battle against earthly opponents. I like that. We are called to be violent in prayer toward evil and evil spirits, but not toward any humans. Pray for spiritual discernment, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and wickedness in high places. Verse 46 through 56, Jesus said, Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that does betray me. Verse 
And while he yet spoke, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with words and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote his ear off. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into its place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest that thou cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then shall the scripture be fulfilled that thus it must be? In that same hour Jesus to the multitudes, Are you come out against a thief with swords and staves? For to take me, I sat daily with you in the temple, teaching, and you laid no hold on me. Verse 56. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. This gives an account of Jesus being betrayed. And him being handed over to the chief priests. Verse 51. With the carnal mind once again Peter did what he thought was best. And that was to pull out a sword. Do the earthly thing. And fight in the flesh. Peter did not yet know the things of God. The things of the spirit. And how to battle in the spiritual realm. Verse 51. Peter basically bombed the abortion clinic, if you will, by committing a crime like a heathen. The way to save lives is not by blowing them up, if you catch the illustration. Verse 52, live, if you live by the world, it says you will die by the world. Verse 53 through 56, Jesus was confident with all of heaven being on his side. Hallelujah. That's a place that we can be as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, confident that the Lord and all of heaven and the angels are on our side. God being with him and with us. And not with a quick, swift sword to hurt someone. So, in verse 56, all the disciples forsook him and fled. Are you also fleeing and forsaking the Lord? Let's review. Are you singing hymns in front of your friends? If not, pride, fear, rejection. Maybe not. Are you back-talking authority? Are you judging others because you say you will never do what they're doing and you're condemning them? Are you worried about others' positions and not holding your own? Is your prayer life a mess 
Are you not even praying one hour? Are you falling asleep? Are you watching and praying? Or is the flesh having a time of recess? Have you been trying to take vengeance in your own hands? If you answered yes to any of these, you may be forsaking God's laws and fleeing from His will for your life. If you're living up to those standards, then help and pray for those who are having a tough time. Let's pray. If you don't know Jesus and you want to claim Him as your Savior and to accept Him and forsake your own way, then repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Please forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. And come and live in my heart. And change me. Help me to understand your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that for the first time, welcome to the family of God. Let me pray for you all. If you are ready to experience the fire of God, you must go through the trials. If you are ready to walk closer with the Lord and forsake your ways, then God wants to pour out His Spirit upon you in a much more powerful way than you've ever imagined. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, we come to you now as spiritual children. You said that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be, shall be filled. Lord, we come ready to forsake our ways and obey your commands. Please forgive us of wanting to hold on to our ways, which leads to death. Father, pour out the Holy Ghost on us as we surrender to your will. Let the fire of God burn in our bellies. And may we give a spirit of boldness to us to fight against the enemy that tries to get us off track. God, use us for the glory of your Son, Jesus. And let your fire fall upon us. In the anointing of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Saints, be encouraged. As you face persecution, be watchful. God gives you power to tread over the enemy. So go and use the power of God. Hallelujah.